Hello and welcome to This Dummy, a podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I get real about Caitlyn Jenner's edges, Charlize Theron's ponytail, and Julia Roberts' most beautiful status. Snap back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. Um, I just thought I'd switch it up a little bit. You know, I got a new house plant here. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, we bam. have a featurette. What is that? There you go. It's like a rubber plant. Okay. Yeah, I thought I'd need a little bit more of the outside and the inside. You know, bring the the natural, the organic into my realm. If you know what I'm saying. It's very classy. Um, Thank you. I've only been able to keep alive one plant, one kind of plant. In my entire life, I've had it for like eight years. Oh yeah, don't get it twisted. I have like a black thumb for sure. Yeah, like we had some like some uh, gardenias out on our our patio, and they were doing good for like a couple months. And then you know I got a little busy with work, forgot to go out there and water them, and then they got like this weird little kind of fungus on this little black poly eggs on the leaves and stuff, and I didn't really know what to do with it. It was just crazy. And then it was like burned down, broke down palace. Like everything <laughs> was just browned out, deader than dead. And scorched earth. It, it was basically Salted scorched remains. earth. It was a wrap. Yeah, tumbleweeds everywhere. And um, <laughs> so I basically kind of gave up on it for a minute. And then, like out of the blue, I started like a- attempting to try to bring them back to life. And I did a little googling. I was like washing the leaves and like a alcohol and like um like a soapy water mix and like trying to care for the leaves anyway but eventually that sounds like a lot of, of work it was a lot of work it was honestly like a like a like a month-long process and um there's a still a few that are a little bit kind of struggle plants but a lot of them, uh, most of them are really green and healthy i've got some blooms hmm. so maybe my black my black thumb is turning brown yeah, maybe it's on its way. That didn't sound right, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm really trying to work I mean, on my, you know, my, my planter skills. Brown is an organic, <laughs> earthy color. I think that's positive in this context. Yes, I think it is. I think it is. So, yeah. But I won't so, hesitate yeah, to throw a plant this... in the trash as soon as it starts to turn. Like, I'm not doing this anymore and go right on down to Home Depot and get a replacement. I won't be rinsing right. leaves get... in any sink. I won't be caressing anything back to life. Forget it. You just get yourself one of those fantastic, uh, like realistic looking orchids that's on QVC and just call it a day. Please, please. Because that's like one of the go-to housewarming gifts. People like to show up and give you an orchid for like good luck or prosperity or whatever it stands for. Mm-hmm. Five minutes. All the leaves are gone. It's, it's just a stick in a gone. pot. It's a stick in a Over. purple pot being held up by another stick and i hate it and it makes me feel I terrible know. those actually do grow back though too because i back in the day um i remember getting some orchids and just keeping them but you just kind of have to let them go into hibernation mode but eventually they will rebloom you just have to like put them off in like the garage somewhere and, right but how know, long do you want to wait for that a dark damp corner meanwhile I'm not, for right, like yeah, six you, months you've got a stick on a mantle that's right. yeah, <laughs> with like that little like f- like flower clip thing that they have, like those little clips right. 
Like, what right. are those there for? Oh, to hold, to hold the orchid to the stick that's sticking out of the... Sure. My orchid has a little barrette, but it's got no hair. I've got an edgeless <laughs> orchid sitting up there it just struggling. Burned out, burned out edges. Burned struggle out. edges. Forget it. It's <laughs> the worst. Ooh, speak- oh, well, speaking of burned out edges. Oh, see, I was I hoping that up, was going to be your you know, segue. Burnt you out. You know edges. what? I going? didn't mean to. I didn't mean to go there. But listen, Caitlyn Jenner was um, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Wait, you were no, not I didn't really right. Okay, <laughs> here I had like a, a, a Caitlyn Jenner doubleheader this weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. for, she was on 2020 because you know she has her book coming out um, this week, and she kind of had a follow up interview with Diane Sawyer. And you know she looked oh, fantastic; yeah, right. her hair was flawless. She had like that garçon wave thing happening, makeup, beat face, everything great. You talking about Diane or Caitlyn? Caitlin, Caitlin, she looked <laughs> okay, great, she looked fantastic, right, okay. and I know you know she's been struggling, and she's you know she's she's got this book to sell, and she's you know interviewing with Diane, and I think she's trying to course correct from all of you know the sort of dust that she's kind of been kicking up, just sort of like not really knowing much about LGBT issues and being like a staunch you know <laughs> Republican, um, and of course that that's basically what the interview was all about, you know she was talking about coming for Donald Trump, you know, and um, her, her relationship with Chris Jenner, which is very tenuous right now because Chris apparently doesn't agree with a lot of the stuff that's in the book. And then of course that was on Friday. And mm-hmm. then on Sunday I got bamboozled and caught up into watching, keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't know why it just happens sometimes, you know, okay. it just happens. All right. So Caitlin comes over to Chris's house. Now, mind you, this was probably shot like three months ago. And of course, she's talking about how the book is about to come out. So it's like perfect synergy with the Kardashian show. I mean, right? I of do love a Caitlyn Chris Jenner showdown. I it is, and it's it's kind of like a reality show dynasty moment, right? Talk about tumbleweeds <laughs> okay. at high noon. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Maybe okay. I think that maybe Caitlyn had her glam squad on 2020, but she didn't have it quite put together on this episode of Keeping Up, and like. Mm-hmm. See, the hair situation mistake. really gives me pause sometimes. Scarecrow and Mrs. King? It was the Cowardly Lion. It was like a lion's mane oh, and like the edges, the no. tips were really burnt up and dry. And it just <laughs> made me really upset. Oh, it really made, it made no. me upset and sad for her. But anyway, she and Chris like talked over a glass of wine and tried to hash it out. And then they had like these like gold facials and everything. But then at the end of the episode, like, Caitlin gives uh, Chris a, a copy of the book and Chris is basically like, all of this is not, all of this is lies and I hate her. And so now they're, they're feuding. They're, okay, you know, right. they're, they're Bet and Joan. And then they're feuding, but I don't believe it for one minute. I think that this is all, you know, one of those like anti-showmances mm-hmm. where they're beefing, mm-hmm. but you can't tell me that Chris doesn't have a percentage or a cut of this book. You can't Absolutely. tell me that. Absolutely. You can't tell me that. Yeah. And they're not going to convince me to buy into that. That's it's all, all manufactured saying. controversy. The staginess is staggering. But the hair was very thirsty and it was just like, oh, Caitlin, I want you to just. That seems you know, like a rookie she's very, mistake. That's... She's, I know that her, her views are very problematic and she's got a lot of growing to do because she just. You're has still this talking about like, her hair. I know. Well, I, <laughs> but she has like that peepaw mentality. It's like an old peepaw, you know, yeah. when she needs to be like, 
I mean, she was rolling through the Whole Foods in the 2020 asking for like the chicken salad. <laughs> no classy diva like is like asking for some chicken salad, you know? <laughs> They're like, where's the gray poupon? You know, like I need sure. I need a I need a And then you send velvety. the assistant for the chicken salad if that's what you really want. Right, right. I need a smooth velvety vocal. I don't need the old like grandpa's you know, chicken <laughs> salad. <laughs> Get my dentine. Like, what? <laughs> but anyway, like, listen, mm-hmm. you know, she needs to live her authentic life and her authentic self. Although I still don't think she's there. I She's, she's very not there. guarded and uptight. And that's the problem. And she still kind of is assuming. I don't know. I don't want to put any. I don't want to project any sort of like ideas about like how, you know, a, you know, how a woman should, uh, you know, conduct themselves or how like what's masculine and what's feminine because then that that in itself is problematic but i just feel like she's just not 100 percent there well no it's because she's still like crispity crunchity old time crotchety she's like a gym teacher in like a (laughs) an old gym teacher in a grand dam's body now yeah that's exactly it that is exactly it and she's she's really you know she's still got her tube socks hiked up to her knees under her, her pantyhose, basically. Exactly. You know what I mean? She's and got feel how you feel. On, so. Live your truth. I mean, we're not d- denying this identity for her, but uh, there's no. a certain amount of finishing that I think she could benefit from. It just needs a little <sighs> bit of, or a lot of training. She just needs the guidance. You know, she just needs that guidance, you know? Mm-hmm. But I thought all of her homegirls from I Am Kate were providing her with that, even though they were kind of just like, you know. I think they left help. her on that bus on the road trip. That's right. They were done after they didn't get a season three. They were like, oh, I got to go. Mm-mm. They left her in Oklahoma or wherever. She had to chop her back home. <laughs> that's right. Because that, that's when she said that she was supporting Trump and they all just jumped <laughs> off the bus. Exactly. They were like, pull this bus over. Mm-hmm. Pull the bolt bus over. We're oh. bolting. We're bolting. Didn't she, was this the interview she had where she confirmed that she had her surgery? Yes, she did. Or was this she a did. separate yeah. event? No, this was that 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 interview. Yeah, it was on twenty twenty. So she, yep, she she went through with the the final surgery, and kudos to her for doing that. I just hope that she continues to grow. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, is this also her maybe signaling that she's ready to date? No. Well, she said that she has no interest in in any sort of dating right now, which is which is like, come on, you can't, you don't want to be lonely forever, do you? I mean, I guess she's in the twilight time, and she wants to sit up there and like have a nice, you know, Pinot Gris on that like patio there. Cause that's a nice house. She's got a nice well, house. Yeah. You should share but it with somebody. Don't you want to share it with somebody? Yeah. Why don't we go over and just hang out and talk with her? <laughs> I would, I would totally do it. Wrap up. Cause you know, she's got like one of those, she, you know, she's got a lot of nice like cashmere blankets, you know? Yes. Which is where I want to be. Right. I want to get one of those cashmere like throw blankets you know, we both we all get our glasses of Pinot Gris and we go out onto the the like that patio that overlooks like the canyon into Malibu and and like sit by the fire pit, maybe get crazy and roast marshmallows with Caitlin, right? Yeah. Put her hair in hot rollers and give her a veal hot, bottle. Hot like seriously, we do each other's hair. It would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just let her let her live her life, get her life. Yeah. Uh, we can talk through all of her problematic worldview issues. Right. And we all come out better for it. I think it'll all kind of come out once she just finally just like lets go. And I think that ultimately, I think that maybe once she allows herself to get some, 
a companion, be that a man or a woman? Because I think she's still conflicted by like, if she dates a man, well, that makes her, well, what does that make her? Does that, you know, I right. think she's kind of right. thinking with Bruce brands, like, does that make me gay? Or it's like, well, but no, I can't be gay because I'm a woman. If I'm dating a man, it would be a heterosexual relationship. But if she's dating a woman, then she's a lesbian, you know, like, so I think right. that she's kind of conflicted on that front. Yeah. But just go for it, Kate. Why do I care? Why anyway. do you care? <laughs> so wrapped up in it uh-huh you get wrapped up i don't know how you slipped into that keeping up with the kardashians trap there was stuff going on this weekend i got plenty to watch there was a lot happening what did you what did you get into you know um i actually have a regret to confess i think from the weekend okay and What's that, that is that i was not first in line to see the new katherine heigl rosario dawson psychosexual thriller unforgettable that came out this weekend like i wanted to go see and normally you didn't see it at all i, I was i was rooting i was hoping that you would go and see it i'm going to see it normally i'd be pretty relaxed about getting to it later but it's katherine heigl so there's just there's just no telling it, i want right. to see it next weekend and i need to get my priorities in order but it may be canceled by now you know i did well they, they canceled, the movie. <laughs> they canceled yeah. it, like mid-screening yeah. You never know. This has never happened before, but we're just going to cancel this movie. Not even put it out on, like, Blu-ray. She's it's a pioneer over. that it's way. Done. Yeah. They, yeah. they release half we're the movie breaking. to Blu-ray. They only release one of the uh, laser discs. I'm still kind of curious to see what's going on. Her co-star, her male co-star in the movie was saying that uh, she was uh, really scary to be around when she was in character. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but the question is, quotes. did she ever get out of character? In her whole life. I don't think so. <laughs> she's been method from the she's womb. She's been method hardcore. She's mm-hmm. not no, a no-limit soldier on the method. <laughs> Instead, I actually got caught up in a like a genealogy hole. I got my results from Ancestry.com, which I shared oh, with you. That's right. You and did now, a little 23 and me. Yeah. And now I've just sort of been obsessively pouring over like old timey records trying to fill out my family tree. And it's kind of been. All right, Maury Povich. So what you got? What did the DNA prove? Well, it turns out I'm 75% mad African, like sub-Saharan <laughs> okay. West African specifically, and 25% Western European, which was kind of a surprise. But really? Why? I don't know. It just was. Um it's because I, yeah, ultimately, I guess, don't know my grandparents very well. Um, my dad's, my grandfather on my dad's side, I never knew that well. Uh, and I mm-hmm. always, like, conceptually knew that he was Portuguese, but never really internalized that. And and until I got this, like, statistical breakdown uh, for my, like, DNA chart, where they had me scattered all across Western Europe and the Iberian Peninsula, it really set home for me or hit home for me that I was 25% European and that I need to speak to the manager. I think about 25% more of the time than I already do. That's right. You need to deserve better service more. Yeah. At least a quarter of the time. I really need to embrace that. So yeah, I'm going to, do you get like an, do you get an ID card or anything? Cause that would, that would also help back that up. Exactly. I need, (laughs) it's just like with your insurance. I need a little card I can carry with me and say, no, no, you don't understand. I'm entitled to this. Right. Yeah. I get a quarter off the, like the abuse and discrimination. Cause look, yeah, <laughs> these are the facts. I was actually yeah. at Starbucks over the My weekend. grandma was on the Nina or the Pinto or the Santa Maria. So just 
back it up. We I went to um I went to Starbucks with my Caucasian boo, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a super long line when we got there, which meant there was going to be a super long line for our drinks. Uh, and so we had to wait for them. And I don't know, maybe it's because everybody was ordering those like unicorn frappuccinos or whatever it was. But I was content to sit there and wait like a decent person. But we were waiting maybe 10 minutes before my partner was like, this is ridiculous, which is how all white tantrums start. <laughs> and just mm-hmm. like that, lickety split, we were leaving well, with I've our drinks. Never in. experienced this in my Never life. in my life. This is outrageous. <laughs> so did he march up and go and talk to the manager? He did. He marched up to the front of the line and was like, we have been waiting for 10 minutes. Meanwhile, there was a line around the block when we got there. And there was a whole like mosh pit of people waiting to get their drinks. Like we were not there first, but he he marched right up there and was like, we need our drinks right now. You don't understand. And they gave them to us like immediately. So that's what I have to look forward to. 25% well, more. Wow. Time. Now that is some service there. But you know what? You can't really hate on Starbucks. Well, it is their fault, but it isn't. Well, it is their fault because it, I think it's it was because of the unicorn frappuccino. Now, did you now did you go straight up to the front and did you order the unicorn frappuccino? I will that never happened. order really? that thing. That like <laughs> fruit stripes, fruit by the foot, whatever that drink is with like 85 yeah. grams of sugar. It looks insane. What's it, it, looks what's it supposed to be even? Is it ice cream? Well, you know, I had to do kind of like a Dateline investigation on it because I was curious, you know, sure, like, what is this? What's happening? What's going on? Because, okay, it was like all the colors of the rainbow uh, with top with a, you know, a whipped cream swirl and it changed colors and it did all these different crazy things. Apparently, people were saying that it kind of tasted like a, a creamsicle with like a sweet tart finish. And there's like mango cream base in there. There were a whole lot of fruit flavors up in there. And... Basically, it kind of looked like the cereal milk from like a Lucky Charms yes. bowl that sat there all day. Right. It, exactly. It looks like yeah. someone forgot the Fruity Pebbles from breakfast. Right. Right. But I mean, here, here's the thing. I mean, I don't think that I don't think Starbucks really had flavor and taste in mind when they were creating this thing. <laughs> they did do a pretty good job in, in kind of getting a lot of press for it, a lot of social media impressions. Lots. I think it was kind of a smart move. It's very, I think I thought it was kind of innovative. I don't know. Mm, but I guess yeah. this whole unicorn food thing is like a movement. It's like a thing on Instagram. Unicorn People food? Do unicorn themed foods. It's like all these like rainbow multicolored dyed foods. You can get like rainbow crepes and like cakes and this is something crazy confections going down on like tumblr tumblr or in corners of reddit where i don't understand or oh it's it's yeah it's too it's super tumblr vision so i think this is this is what inspired like the creation of the drink i see but i would have preferred you know what i wanted i wanted like if you're gonna do like something like a unicorn frappuccino like why is it like a mango cream sweet tart i would think it'd be like kind of like a birthday cake flavor or something yeah there you go that would be delicious. Like a cake batter frappuccino. Uh, okay. So I guess would have what? diabetes right now. Exactly. But guess what? What? I Googled it. Okay. And it exists. Oh. It exists. <laughs> so uh, from like, Starbucks? Like, from Starbucks. But here's the thing. It's like a secret menu. Well, not really a secret menu, but there's this website online. I think it's called StarbucksSecretMenu.net or something. And they have all these different hacks for different drinks. And the birthday cake frappuccino is one of them. I think that they did have a promotion where they were actually promoting this in store, but it's actually pretty simple. It's just a vanilla bean frappuccino 
with a pump, depending on the size of the drink, with one or two pumps of hazelnut top of whipped cream. I do love hazelnut. And I went and I did it. Ooh, and, and how it was does it? Taste like, it tastes like a it tastes like birthday cake. It and tastes it like doesn't cake. sound overly complicated. I was going to say this it's sounds like a recipe for getting in your barista's bad side. Exactly. Like I, you'd all probably also get like a uh, some spit up in there too. And right. It would, you know. Yeah. That that would be a, a part of the recipe. I would binding like. agent. But it really tasted like cake. Hmm. So give it a whirl. Give it a shot. All right. How did you order it? I would have liked call? a couple sprinkles up on top too okay. to just kind of give it that flair. But I didn't have any. Listen, and they didn't have any. Mind your twenty five percent. <laughs> right where's my sprinkles <laughs> where's my sprinkles <laughs> excuse me <laughs> oh yeah. well that's good to know did you order it as the like birthday cake frappuccino or did you have to break it down by recipe no i just kind of broke it down because i didn't want any screw faces you know what i mean <laughs> sure i was like also could you just add a pump of hazelnut please <laughs> they, they oblige <laughs> I had it away. reading the recipe off your phone <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> pretty much. And a twist like and a pump. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm glad it wasn't too complicated. There are some others on there that are really complicated. Actually, there was like there were two different birthday cake recipes. You can do that one with the hazelnut pump, but then you could go over the top and then add one of those. Uh, you know, remember those cake pops that they have? Mm-hmm. You throw a cake pop into the blender if they will allow it in the store. I guess some people have tried it, <laughs> and some people have said no to that. <laughs> but you might just want to keep it Right. <laughs> you break <laughs> you break the ninja. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you come out paying like, you know, $250 for your frap. Sure. There's a pump of hazelnut and mm-hmm. two cake pops, please. <laughs> you get yes. a real Just screw face. Just two cake pops and a croissant. Though. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. This is like I'm in Paris. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh. Hey, I just saw a commercial while we're mm-hmm. while we we're just talking. That uh that new show called Good News. Are you do you have any interest in seeing this new sitcom on NBC? You know, I saw the commercial for it and thought hard pass, and then I did a little like a double take and saw Nicole Richie in the background. Right. You looked in the background, you saw Nicole. And I did a little research and saw Tina Fey's name attached. So yes, absolutely. I will be checking this out. Yeah, me too. So it's coming on tomorrow night, so we gotta check it out. Oh, it is. It I thought weekend. it wasn't coming till yeah. the fall. No, tomorrow night. Oh. Yeah. Oh, very good. I've got something to yeah, look forward sure. to. Okay, put it on your calendar. You know I've been watching Powerless on NBC with Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. You know what? When Vanessa Hudgens, I, I never have, I have zero interest. I never went to any of the high school musicals. Me neither. And I was there for that. And never I wasn't there one. for Grease Lightning. No, man. So what made you go to Powerless? Well... I can't even really say for sure. I think maybe it was because Danny Pudi from a community, I think is funny. Um, Ron Funches is hilarious. He's a really funny comedian, although I did not like his other NBC sitcom, Undateable. Um, mm-hmm. And I have, I'm a sucker for an NBC sitcom. I watched all of The Good Place, which was not good. And now I'm watching Powerless, which is not it was bad. It was because uh, Ted... Uh... Ted Danson. I love Ted Danson. Danson. I love Ted Danson. Ask you me how love, much Becker I've seen. I love of that hard square jaw. Really <laughs> I love a Frankenstein profile. And you love his uncanny ability to cover up that bald spot like in a <laughs> <Okay>. Jeffrey. <Jeffy. laughs> I do. You know, he's got like, yeah. 
Well, okay, so powerless is something I should be tuning into. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just saying I don't mind it. But if you're curious to see what uh, Vanessa Hudgens is, maybe turn into this, tune into this, because it's not terrible. Okay. All right. It's not bad. I was like stuck in like a reality hole this entire weekend. Not only did I watch the Kardashians and I saw the 2020 interview, but then there was a sneak preview for that new logo series, Fire Island. Ooh, did you see any of that? Did you no, check I did around? not. Okay, I know there's a hard sciat. You're very like you know skeptical, but I will say that I think it's really interesting because in the casting, number one, it's produced by Kelly Ripa. And Mark Consuelos. Mm, that feels problematic. <laughs> well, you know, she's a friend of the, the of the gays. She wasn't a friend of Clay Aiken I mean, that time. She was not. But I feel like she just had a little bit. She was too uh, familiar with the community. Maybe that kind of came off a little bit. Maybe. Little too, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's Rose friends O'Donnell with Anderson. had to come and collect her. She did. But she's friends with Anderson and she's That's friends true. with uh, Andy. Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But in terms of the casting, the, I think there's like six gay guys. The main character is a black man named Kassan. And the other characters are like, you know, Latino or exotical or Italian. There's not like your typical like gay archetype of like a skinny blonde bronze, you know, uh, blonde tips anywhere in this in this show, which I thought was an interesting choice on their part. Okay. We'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, that's not to say anything. It's not like they're on their, like, you know, uh, curing any diseases or, you know. No, they're not. Solving the quadratic equation. They're still crazy (laughs) and messy. And they're still, like, you know, basically at, like, a, you know, a huge, uh, you know, festival. All right. Well, you watched this preview. Where did it leave you? uh, Like, specifically, you want a quick synopsis of what happened? No. I just want to know how you felt. (laughs) How did I feel? Of course, I'm going to be tuning in because it's just like guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure. All right. It's um, on logo, you say? I don't know. Storylines, you know, well, it was the first episode. So storyline was kind of a struggle. They had a barbecue. Someone pulled their pants down. Someone else got mad that they pulled their pants down. And <laughs> that was pretty much it. And then they had like a house meeting and they had they all agreed to communicate better and they toasted to communication. And that was pretty much it. Great. Also, they were like, they, like they all like met up in Penn station to go. Cause you know, it's really hard to get out to fire Island. It's so crazy. That's the I've thing. Actually like, never why? Been. I don't know. The I've never been either. Well, I have no interest honestly, because that's what I meant to for say for the summer for the, for like a summer rental there, like is crazy. Like a monthly rental for a house of like four bedrooms easily $30,000. What? I don't know who these young gay men are and how they who's bankrolling this. Well, I guess you get 30 of your closest friends. Right, that's the only way it would work out for us. You get 30 of your friends and put them in a two bedroom. Yeah. That's the and only economical way that it would work out. No, thank you. It's insane. And also you have to get out there, you have to get to the Jitney or you have to take the LIR and you have to go on the train and then you get on the It's planes, trains and automobiles. To get out there, it takes you like, I don't know, three hours to get out there. You're only there for the weekend because you got to get back to your job to pay the $5,000 weekly rental fee. You can only be there. I mean, it seems like a big waste of money. You know what? Thank you very much. But I'll go out to like Palm Springs and Airbnb something. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Something you, much less stress inducing. Yeah. I don't want to go out to the I beach see. to get into a fight with my friends because that's exactly what's going to happen. That's pretty much, yeah. Right. 
and sand in your mouth. No way. No, no, no. Not when I could watch the series on Logo for free at home. Exactly. I'm getting all of that. Basically, I've saved myself about 12 grand. I already feel transported. By not putting myself out there like that. Not that I would. You know, well, Asbury Park in New Jersey, my home state, Mm -hmm. is kind of like, well, it's, I guess people kind of liken it to a working, uh, working man's fire island. Okay. A lot more affordable, lovely Victorian homes, you know. Asbury Park has kind of gone through its ups and downs, but I think it's kind of on on like the upswing. You know, Bruce Springsteen, the whole thing, yada, yada. Sure. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, I think, famously wrote that gay anthem for Fire Island <laughs> <laughs> called Asbury for Park. For Asbury Park. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> called Edge of Glory. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> I guess that does work out. Pretty much, Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've had some enjoyable times down there on the beach, which yeah. Anyway, yeah, All right. there you go. Well, I am looking forward to beach season, but I'm not trekking out for any complicated. To the East orders. Coast, no, not, you're not going to get to the go to the Jersey Shore for your beach, your beach beachy times. No, thanks. Not when I can get to Newport Beach right here on the West Coast. Well, suit yourself. I can go feel the rain on my skin in Laguna Beach. <laughs> Treat yourself. I plan Treat to. Hey, um, was any of your um your ancestry breakdown Wakanda? <laughs> uh, well, it, there were a couple of countries on there I'd never heard of, but I didn't see Wakanda anywhere in the spread. I mean, well, given like the whole cast of characters that's in this Black Panther movie, I think that everybody's from Wakanda. Everyone's got a little Wakanda in them. Are you in the movie? Everyone's probably, the movie. probably. I'm so excited. For this I movie. can't wait. You know, we, we've got to talk to Kyle, Kyle Buchanan, because he, I saw on his Facebook or on his Twitter that he said he actually saw the trailer. I guess they invited a lot of journalists to um, view a couple of different Marvel Comic Universe movies or trailers. I think they did a, a screening for Garden, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but they gave tease, a teaser trailer for Black Panther, and there was a, a lot of good stuff in there. Apparently, Lupita Nyongo is doing like backflips and somersaults, oh, and she's just everything really I wanted. And I know Kyle is very excited for that. He has been championing Lupita Nyongo's ascension into stardom, like full fledged right. movie stardom. Since she's a full fledged actress, not an animated character in this. Yeah, not apparently, motion capture um, animation. Apparently, Angela Bassett has like an amazing look. I got to see this trailer. It's not out yet, but I want to see it. So but I want to hear about it. So I want to we'll see kind of the trailer for this movie it. more than I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for And that's why we'll go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I was supposed I think to see Kyle we'll tonight. See and if I had known this information, we would not be sitting here having this conversation. You're about, are you, I would gonna, be are you gonna pressing just, um, Kyle for details. This shut the show down now. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we've, we've, we got to get on the horn. We got to get on the horn with him and, and, and kind of hash this out. I'm kind of curious to see, you know, what the summer holds for for summer movies. Is there anything you're looking forward to? I'm I'm, I'm curious about Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. What are you are you looking for? Are you checking for anything? Mm. I think Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Um, I, I wasn't too, too impressed or interested in the first one. I know people really loved it and they really responded to the soundtrack and Chris Pratt is so like fun and likable and all that stuff. And I'm always up for Zoe Saldana in a space miniskirt and sure. <laughs> whatever tropical Skittle color she's going to be in, in like HD 4k mm-hmm. IMAX. But I'm kind of bored by guardians of the galaxy as a Marvel property, but I, well, I guess see it. I I actually had I mean because it was Guardians of the Galaxy it's like a third tier Marvel comic not many people knew about it but I had really super low expectations as to what to expect from this movie mm-hmm. and I was pleasantly surprised by it mm-hmm. also Chris Pratt was really good in it mm-hmm. and his body was banging so I was like okay this is great <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah I'm kind of curious to see what happens uh, in this in in the sequel. And yeah, although you know Chris Pratt has been saying some problematic things lately, and I'm I'm worried about I'm worried about his 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 uh his stardom after this. You, didn't he say something about like not seeing himself in movies or blue collar blue collar? Oh something, yeah, something. he said something about Hollywood not representing blue collar America or some something like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I think he is a well-meaning it like he means well. He, he means, means well. well. Well-intentioned, not so bright person. Like Caitlin means well. Uh, different. Okay. <laughs> different. <laughs> um, I did go see uh, Fast and the Furious, Fate of the Furious, whatever this most recent one really? is. So I kind of feel like I've already kicked off my summer movie season. Now, did you? I feel like we said we talked about this before, but did you? Did you go fast or furious? Did you <laughs> hit the Tokyo Drift? You hit the Quan? What did you do? Did you I've see been all of these? deep into the Fast and Furious movies probably since the fifth one is when I really started paying attention. Okay, so like you caught you, five, you got there. Six and seven were really good. Eight was fine, or I should say, five and six were really good. Seven was okay. Eight was fine. Um, and I was oh, actually in a conversation equals. with uh, Pop Culture Happy Hours Linda Holmes this week because they discussed yeah. it last week on uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour. And we had a little exchange on Twitter because oh. they answered all of the questions about this movie except for the central why is this happening question of the movie, which is Charlize Theron's dreadlock ponytail. Oh, I didn't know that part. There is no reason for it. And it is so weird. Well, I, I, you know, I can't even speculate on that tip on that. I can't, can't speculate. It's one of the great movie mysteries. Um, And apparently she said that she was staunchly against and that (laughs) her views. She was staunchly against the dreadlock ponytail? Staunchly against the ponytail um, and that her comments were edited out of their episode. And I was like, good, confidence restored, because there's no way that you can talk for that about that movie for 25 minutes and not mention her crazy Well, hair. right. And I think, you know what, she she does have two children that she adopted who I believe are uh, African-American. Right. So she's been doing, you know, uh, black she, hair, white care. Exactly. And I know she didn't want to do any white care on some black fake hair dreadlock ponytail. Right. She's like, I'm not doing that. That doesn't feel right to me. And she herself is also American African by by virtue right. of her Twitter handle alone. So maybe right. this isn't a cultural appropriation at all. So good for you, Charlize. Finally. Yeah, I guess so. Someone that knows Speaking and gets truth. it. But she still rocked it, though. She sure did. She rocked it. She whipped it. Oh, really? Yeah. Willow Smith. Mm-hmm. She did it hmm. all. It was a lot. It was a lot. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, that now now I'm kind of intrigued just for the dreadlock pony whip. So mm-hmm. many sequels that Fast and Furious. You know what? And there's two Avatar. More the way. Well, I was going to say that Avatar two more. I can't believe it. Avatar two, three, and four were just announced. That's so, absurd. I don't understand. It's been 25 years, number one. Number two, I think uh, part two comes out in 2018, and then part three comes out in 2020, and then four and five like come out in 2024. It's like, who is checking for this? What's happening in Amatonia? Yeah. No one's checking. No Nothing. one knows. That planet Zoe is dried up. Zoe off her blue makeup and you know, switched it out for the lime green Guardians of the Galaxy. She's not doing that again. She doesn't she? want to put that tail back on. Sigourney Weaver's ready to put the tail on the. Uh, yeah, Sigourney never took it off. No, she's ready for that check. Mm-hmm. But she's like, what? bring it on. And I'm ready for Sigourney Weaver. I love me some Sigourney Weaver in everything. I mean, how can you not love a good old Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, for I sure. Don't know, but I am not interested in these movies. I was I just don't really know interested going. in the last one. And I don't understand how it came to be that like highest grossing movie of all time. Who is greenlighting this? But, you know, James Cameron is like, you know, an innovator and. You know, he's, you know, a visual genius. And he, of course, is like, I guess, has come up with new technology that we've never seen before. But I'm like, mm-hmm. isn't it going to be stale by 2018 or 2020? Yeah. I, what it, are you going to give us? Must be. Smell-O-Vision? Must be. Like, what yeah. are you trying? Like, it, that's all it's going to be, Smell-O-Vision. It's like, hey, guys. It's Avatar smell like <laughs> Avatar smell like unicorn frappuccino. And we're gonna <laughs> like, you know what? You're too little, too late, James. <laughs> You missed the unicorn boat about two years ago. Mm. Uh, You know who's really looking forward to those checks? Who? Most of all, Michelle Rodriguez. Is she an avatar? She was in the first one. She got shot down in a plane, but I bet you she comes back. Just like she did in Fast and Furious. These giant mega franchise movies, Fast and the Furious, Pirates of the Caribbean. Was she shot in Fast and the Furious as well? She, like, yeah, she died or she disappeared. She was gone for like two or three movies, but then she comes back and she's been in every one since. The life that they give to these actors, like these Tyrese level actors, these Michelle Rodriguez level actors, is crazy. That's why Tyrese has a Benny Hanna in his backyard. Because we've been putting him in these blockbuster movies for 10 years. He's been doing it all. He's yeah. been that guy. He's been the go-to brother. It's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Well, Did I say that right? Is there something? <laughs> this is, this is abs- never in my life. Never in my life. I, but what did, does, does Michelle Rodriguez have like a shoot me uh, clause in her contract? She got shot up and lost. They got rid of her like yep. that. Mm-hmm. It, she got ghosted in Fast and the Furious. She got you, shot she down shot? in Avatar. And she got shot down. I mean, love yourself, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Do like a rom-com or something. Yeah. How many times? <sighs> she probably got shot up in some Robert Rodriguez stuff, too. Jeez. Yeah, wasn't she in like... Well, yeah. Was she in Death Proof, too? Was she in that Tarantino movie? Probably. No, Did she have like so. a rifle leg? I she, can't recall. Rose McGowan was in it. That was a good movie. That was when that Sydney Poitier's daughter was in it. Sydney Poitier. Uh-huh. Is that, is that his daughter's name? No, that's her name. Yeah, that's, that's, that's everybody's name. The whole I wasn't thing. Trying to, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't trying to like reiterate Sydney's name just for like emph- like emphasize Sydney's name just for like emphasis of the great points for pronunciation. Celebrated actor uh, Sydney Poitier. Poitier. Sydney Poitier. <laughs> no, but I think her name is spelled differently, but it is Sydney as well. I see. There you go. 
All right. Knowledge dropped. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Now you know. I'll tell you what I know. And What's it's that? that Julia Roberts didn't need to be named the most beautiful woman in the world. I mean, five a times? fifth time. Five times. She has a great smile. She does. Mega what? But she, I mean, if isn't it was like for the American retired? Dental magazine. <laughs> but geez, people. It does, like, give someone else a chance. I mean, let someone else shine. Please. We're talking about... In the world, she's been named five times. Did they run out? Well, like, Rihanna's never made the list. Well, it's never like they go outside of uh, the 90210 zip code to fig- find someone else. It's not like they go in the world. You know what I mean? Right. This is it's basically people's most, you know, uh, actor, publicist who has a movie coming out right now. It's not Julia Roberts. Be on the cover. She doesn't have anything? Like, she's not working with anything? I There's got to be some kind so. of project. Are There's they doing like an, another one of those holiday movies? Gary Marshall's Avatar dead. Avatar 2. <laughs> She's like, I'm taking over for Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> Flying the plane. Yeah, I'm the pilot. And I love Julia Roberts. I Don't think I've made wrong. that perfectly clear. On we do. Occasions. Most definitely. But yeah. give it a rest. <laughs> um... Do we need to talk about Bill O'Reilly at all? Nope. Oh, okay. Great. He's gone. <laughs> but I will talk about Tiny Harris. Ooh, of right. Of T.I. and Tiny. Mm-hmm. Did you check her on Wendy uh, a couple days ago? I sure did. I can't tell you what happened, but I, I watched I the whole thing. I can't tell you what the point of her even being on the show was. Like, what was she going to talk about? I did like, want a close-up on her eyes. Well, everyone wants to go see her, like, you know, her contact or surgical contact blue eyes that she got from Africa. I wanted the close up on that too. I was curious because, Oh God forbid you get like, you know, conjunctivitis or something or like, or or something. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be like a major medical emergency. I wouldn't trust my eyes after something like that. (laughs) You mean you you fear possession or something like that? Oh, I would be like a visine holic, just making sure everything was moistened mm-hmm. and lubricated at all times, because that something is not right with that whole bionic contact lens situation to me. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like that. But anyway, she was on there. And you know what? There's something really endearing and sweet about little old tiny. Well, yeah, it's her you crazy cartoon that? voice. I, I like know, it's, her. It's that. It's that sweet cartoon voice of hers. Mm-hmm. Does she kind of have like a Michelle A thing happening? Because like, how is she singing bit. her vocals? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's so not she's quite as like, extreme as Michelle She gives a. you Minnie Mouse, but like Etta James in the recording studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Although I always yeah, have to strain to hear her. her and Candy on the track. <laughs> I feel like they get mixed into so the, it's a the group vocal. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know they're there. I see you in the video, but I always have to, like, strain. Well, they're back. They're reunited. I know. They got a reunion tour, reunion album. They got a, a movie coming out. Are people really interested in the escape, escape story? Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, Candy's fans from Housewives are, are kind of into it. Yeah, It'll maybe. be interesting storyline for her next season on Atlanta. If she survives this reunion, it's getting crazy. Have you been watching it? 
I watched the first one last weekend. Okay. All right. And you didn't see Did the second see one this the, past weekend? The second one. Well, so, you can give me the breakdown. Give me the spoiler. Well, um, the spoiler is that they're just starting to get into it. The first one was kind of a throwaway. And, okay. I, I, you know, there is they, they split it into four episodes, right? There is mm-hmm. one episode that is worth watching, and it is comprised. And it's the fourth. It's, well, it's comprised of the last 15 minutes of each of them. Because that's right. when they're like. That's when it pops off. Yeah, that's when it pops off. That's when the tears and the snots and the, uh, the accusations start flying. Right. Before that, it's like, oh, did you move into your house or not? You know? Right. More manor Chateau Charest. Exactly. Who, you know, who's his condemned? Who's I don't like it? her driveway. So what happened in these last final 15 minutes of the second Installed. Well, they start to go in on Phaedra. They start oh. to dissect her lies, and she tries to bust out some evidence, talking about oh, okay. it's so her and Candy going after exactly, exactly. So it's it's Candy versus Phaedra in the last sort of fifteen minutes of this one, and and Candy's like, "Yeah, you have been lying about everything the whole time. Don't act like you're so innocent in this situation. You've been coming after me for no reason, and you, I won't put anything past you." So, so she was the one cashing those checks with Apollo. But she was aware of that? Is that what they were insinuating? I think they were insinuating that, well, they were talking about how she was dishonest about whether or not she was divorced, and she was she was like, oh yeah, I'm divorced, but Apollo's contesting it, so we're not divorced. And she, mm-hmm. I guess, submitted the paperwork and deliberately misspelled their names so that it wouldn't take, and yada yada. So, so everyone was bringing out receipts. Right, and, and Phaedra was like, I've never been after you, I have no interest in going after you, and blah blah blah, and Kenny is like, well then why were you teaming up with Homeboy trying to say that I was paying him $2 to 50 cents an hour for for all that time and facilitating this lawsuit that you didn't have anything to do with hmm. yeah so you know mm-hmm. it's starting to get interesting i need them to hurry it along i guess we yeah. need to just jump right to the fourth episode oh and they get we get into um Sheree's domestic abuse issues she sort of oh you know has a confession okay, about so what really went down between her and bob and how she'd never talked about it before and it was actually kind of sad oh all right. Well, things are getting. It seems like they're starting to heat up. Hopefully, they don't simmer down. If if you're saying any, if anything is true about the whole last fifteen minutes, we're gonna have to like struggle through another forty five minutes. Next yeah, week. I think so. I think so. <laughs> well, I'm I gonna just catch need up someone to do a supercut for me. Someone yeah, put together just a supercut so I can. Let me know when Nini walks through the door. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Although they did uh, preview next week, and um, I think the guys, the husbands, show up for for the next episode, and Bob's got some like m- <laughs> magic sheen in his beard because that dark and sparkle is. Oh no! On he's got the big. He's got the uh, the Beijing blend. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, it's, no. It looks like Michael Jackson's Billie Jean jacket from Motown 25. It is so black. Do we know and what's in that big and die? What is in that big and die? It's like. Uh, charcoal ash dust it's a unicorn frappuccino concoction <laughs> basically for the hair mm-hmm. yeah you've been listening to this dummy with david clark and jacob jeffries don't forget to rate and review our podcast for your chance to win at this dummy prize package leave a review for us on itunes screenshot it and email it to us at this dummy at outlook.com and you could be selected to win some official this dummy swag that's all for this week We'll see you next time.